Sid. Hey, Brian. What's your update this week? I am super excited to have the summer off from class so I can spend more time on QS. <laughs> That's my update because I'm almost at the end of the semester and, or I guess by the time this airs, I will be done in, in full summer mode. Yes. And that'll be crazy because this is, this will be, I haven't had a semester off in three semesters decades what feels like decades (laughs) and i'm excited to see what the summer has to offer me when it doesn't have to compete with school you know what i think could be awesome and helpful is like we should have a shared list of fun activities too to incorporate into summer because like i feel like this might even be worth a future podcast episode of like how to make the most of summertime yes because now knowing that you have free time, like let's wrangle the friends together and like do some exploration. <laughs> no outdoor puzzles, <laughs> porch hangs. Acti- like let's do a cheese tasting at like a Finger Lakes cheese farm. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I think all of those sound great. Is I that would a love thing? cheese farm. <laughs> I think it's a thing, and I think maybe and not to stress us out because I have a tendency to like overdo it. Like I go from one end of the spectrum way to the other one. But maybe we could do, like, a summer bucket list. Love it. And see how that works out. You know I love a bucket list. I do, too. And I feel like it keeps me focused on the goal of having fun. Yeah. (laughs) Instead of... Who are you? (laughs) You sound like me. Because sometimes we forget. And so having a list to refer back to is very helpful. I feel like this, obviously, what, like, eight years of friendship now... (laughs) Plus a year of like intense working together. You've rubbed off on me a bit. Yeah. It's finally I, happened. I'm really happy about that. I am too. It's it's changed me for the better. But I think to your point, like having a good balance of like, oh, I can put, you know, time and energy into Queen Speaking, but also like thinking about the balance of like you have the summer off, take advantage of it. Absolutely. Like, fully embrace your free time. And I think sometimes half the battle for me when taking advantage of free time is trying to find the right outfit for my free time. Because I want to be casual, but not too casual. Interesting. You know? <laughs> sometimes those are the, like, sometimes I'm like, are leggings appropriate for this outing? And sometimes the answer is no. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I can't go. <laughs> That's why maxi dresses or easy breezy flowy things are the best. It's a good idea. I need, because like, you can look classy, but be cozy. But still like have some room to breathe. I think that's a good call. So we're going to go shopping as well. So many things. <laughs> we're excited. Our calendars are already full. We're super <laughs> excited. Uh, what's your update this week? I am sharing some updates on my new gym routine, Woo-hoo. which is going quite well. Thank you to your advice, Sydney Bell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, I've gotten mm-hmm. a few weeks of morning gym workouts under my belt, and I'm going strong. There you go. What is it? Making a habit takes like two years or something. (laughs) (laughs) But you're doing it. I'm doing it. But what really helped was your input on backtracking how much time I need in the morning to get a workout in and also get ready without feeling rushed. Yep. And so I set my alarm with a 10 minute buffer. Always. In case there's any delays to make sure that I get out in time. I always have my gym clothes set out the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, this is like me hot tip that may be applicable for other people. I don't think this applies to you and your routine. But I set the time on my calendar a week ahead so I can adjust if needed um, 
morning meetings or if I have late evenings, like maybe I don't want to do this on Tuesday. Right now it's kind of been a Monday, Wednesday, Friday and like like slight adjustments, uh, adjustments around that. But I'm st- I've still been able to get in my three to four minimum a week. And the only thing that's changed is that before I used to do four workouts Monday through Friday. Okay. Um, but now I'm looping in a, a Saturday or a Sunday. I like that because it, firstly, obviously with your new schedule, like things need to be adjusted. But I like one weekend day workout because it, I don't know, it like resets me. And it's, yeah. I usually pick a Sunday to like mentally prepare for the week ahead, honestly. But I do like one day where I'm like between all my bacon, egg and cheeses. I'm also like getting a, a quick uh, power walk in. Yeah. Nice. And I think the only thing that is suffering from this is my lack of uh, access to what I discussed on my the our TV hot takes mm. is my obsession with Food Network TV shows, and oh. at the time that I'm at the gym, Food Network is just They're like infomercials. Stuff. Yeah, that sucks. So that's I didn't even a think about that as a byproduct of the change. So I'm revisiting a super fave Charmed, which is on oh. TNT every yes. morning. Is it the old old school, like with Prue? Oh yeah. Oh good. Okay. <laughs> I did not. I never. I have yet to address the re reboot. Yeah. The the post Prue days. Well. Wait. Was she? She wasn't out the whole time, right? She no. Left but they somewhere. did a reboot of like 2018, 2019, like new season announcement. Of, like, I thought that was a joke. I thought somebody said that as a joke. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> so yeah, technically right now the episodes that I'm watching are like it's like the first season. Okay. Well, those are the best anyway. It's all good, yeah. That's awesome. So anyway, work moral of the story is that I'm getting my workouts in and I've made an adjustment and I feel really proud that I'm sticking to it and it was all thanks to your help. Thanks. I'm happy to help. And I think that you're right. Like that that was going to be a big one because it goes from it's not like moving from lunchtime to like after work hours moving up in time is just always a bit more challenging if you're not used to getting up at a certain time yeah and it's not like stupid early but it's also just earlier than normal and so having that adjustment is is a difficult change so i'm very proud of you for sticking with it thank you go you go you what's inspiring you this week will i have been getting uh bombarded by everyone around me, <laughs> hot on enneagrams, life path numbers, numerology. It's too many numbers, and I feel like I'm now in this. I'm like inundated with new information that's mm-hmm. not about astrology, but this new thing that apparently is like even more telling of who we are as people. Like we need more of that. <laughs> so I'm super fresh to it, but it's more like I like let's open this for discussion because I'm super curious about it. And so it is a little bit interesting, but it's like your horoscope, but deeper and like really does a a good drill into your motivations and purpose. Wow. And so for the life path stuff, again, I like don't actually at this point know the difference between all three of these things or if there is a difference, I'm discovering. Okay. But for the life path stuff, I am a three, which is the communicator. And this is based on day and month and year that you were born. Okay. So not so, time like some of them. Not time. Um, but I, what is nice about this is it's basically confirming the podcast life is the best life. Woo. So let's keep going with that. Doing um, it. And then the Enneagram, I'm a two, 
which is a helper and the wing is which is like your like secondary like they kind of balance each other out Mm -hmm. it's the achiever and actually the score that i got the two like almost interchange oh wow i think they're pretty close to each other so it was like you edge on either two wing three or three wing two um but i think it makes sense because like i definitely have the mindset of like let me support you let me help you get with like share information do what i can whatever um but then like let's work toward goals and set deadlines and and, like get stuff done i would totally agree with all of these assessments and just from knowing you as a person but it's always nice to somewhat be like reaffirmed in those things Mm -hmm. so i actually tried to take the enneagram test but i saw it was 14 pages long it took a minute and i chose to put it down um i need to do it with like a fresh mind but it'll be it'll be fun to like kind of see because you know we're obsessed with this stuff. So um, I haven't I've yet to do mine, but it's exciting to see more things to kind of like add to your toolkit of like self evaluation, self reflection, all of these things that kind of help like form your lens of things. Yeah, I think it's always good to to better understand ourselves. And I will share the links to the. These were all shared by friends of ours. <laughs> so Just we will have to get links to know ourselves <laughs> in the show notes so that you can take these quizzes and find out what you are. I'll be taking mine as well. Perf. What's inspiring you? We so we've talked about like the coaching class that I'm in right now and the different like tools that we've learned throughout the process. And one of the assignments that we had um, was writing our future autobiography. Whoa. Right. And I thought, hey, this is going to be super duper easy because Oprah was going to be just what I wrote, period. And Oprah, then period. my friend in my class was like, no, 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 Sid, it needs to be realistic. And I was like, okay. <laughs> she like hits me with the hard truths, with that, which I always appreciate. Um, so I actually like did take some time. And what I realized first is that it's very difficult to do this. Yeah. So we're basically writing from the perspective of what will be written or said about us when we retire. And which I think is a fun exercise. What I didn't, I, I thought I would just like write, it, we had to do like a page to two pages, which goes by really quickly, but I had a really hard time even starting. And so I realized that I had to start with like an outline, like what, like bullet pointed out, what does this actually look like? And it really helped put in perspective, like the things I'm wanting to work on and put effort into. And so from my bullet points, I was like, oh, wow. Like, I didn't realize that I would want someone to, like, acknowledge these things about me at the end of it all. And what I also was like, this isn't an obituary. <laughs> this is, like, your retirement. And so one of the things that kind of came up in class is, like, some people had, like, the date they would retire. Like, they had the date written down. I was like, oh, wow, that's that feels like a lot. And then there are other people, like... I didn't have a date because I was like, I mean, I feel like I'm never really going to like fully retire because also very telling. Right. Exactly. Like part of the things that I want to like accomplish don't necessarily have an end date because it's like volunteer work or like different opportunities to like help on boards or things like that. And so it was really cool to hear what other people's were. But again, it really did help me say like, okay, now I know what I what I want in a lot of ways and it was really cool to be able to sit back and say like okay this just became much clearer than I feel like it ever has been in the last since I started seriously thinking about what direction I want my life to go in and 
it was a little terrifying to think about those things. And they were big, they were big goals. Like they were these big goals that I was like, gosh, how are you ever going to like actually make some, and it wasn't like Oprah big goals, but it was like some pretty meaty things that I wouldn't have necessarily like just told someone who asked, but I think this is a great exercise if you are working towards something specifically and you're not sure where that thing is going to go or if you really are trying to like take stock of your career or your life because some people didn't really have anything to do with career it was just like the type of life they wanted to lead and it kind of centered around um, that's pretty powerful yeah like civic engagement and community service and um, like volunteer work of some kind like that was a lot of what some people talked about um, and I thought that was also very interesting and very telling. So it really helped like clear the way to show us as individuals what we value, what we're looking forward to, and what kind of big goals we have in place for ourselves that we can now like actually see. Mm -hmm. And I'll be sharing mine with you because I think you'll find it very interesting. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm involved. Very much involved. Excellent. Um, <laughs> but I th- I do think this is a good exercise, and there's not a whole lot to it. Like, this isn't one where you need to read a textbook and, like, figure out how to do it. Just think about what you'd want people to write about you or talk about um, at your big retirement party from whatever your big thing is. And, and I feel down. like for any, like, in your case, you're kind of on the precipice of change. But mm-hmm. for someone who's, like, in the midst of a career space right. or, like, in the middle of something and then to like do this and see say hey here are some big goals i have for myself it can give you more direction on Absolutely. like oh wow if i'm gonna get here i need to change make some decisions or change things up um or just like figure out a working back schedule right from like if this is the goal what do i have to do now then five years 10 years whatever right and right breaking it down like that so that you can accomplish it okay brian give it to me straight as we age especially post-college friendships evolve as our life experiences do and we want to talk about that we do what that journey looks like (laughs) (laughs) um mostly the just like having that conversation about showing up for the people in your life despite these changes and just figuring out how to like grow and evolve it as you as a person and then identify and really call out the people that matter to us mm-hmm. and determining like what are the relationships that require time and energy in a positive way and a little bit of the like how to identify if something is a negative relationship and what to do there um, but really like the core of it is Friendships matter. How do you keep showing up? Because so many things change in life from marriage to, you know, babies to everything. Divorce, moving. It affects all of us. And you don't treat friendships the same way that you do family or, you know, your partnership. And what are the things that you can proactively do to make sure that you maintain these fulfilling relationships in your life? Right. Because they matter to us. And I think sometimes we get stuck on how to continue to show up. And so today we're going to kind of talk about what all of that means and how you can continue to show up and when to maybe readjust where you're at with certain people in your life. That's a thing. Yeah. All right, let's speak it, Queens. 
first and foremost, friendships are a unique beast, I think. <laughs> yes. I mentioned uh, just a second ago <laughs> <laughs> that they really do have this intentionally flexible aspect to them, but are also vitally supportive to us and our well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it really has a big impact on happiness and feeling fulfilled and, you know, Yes, connection with your partner or your family is important, but, like, friendships really help us feel connected to the greater world and, like, that feeling of belonging. Yes. Brene Brown, what's up? Got him. It's super important. So, you know, how do you identify? Because I think the hardest thing is that, like, everything changes much more slowly when you're a kid Mm -hmm. and then it goes to like fast forward mode when you become an adult and have being able to like keep up with that is can be challenging right um and so it's up to us as individuals to recognize which friendships we want to nurture and should continue to nurture and not all relationships technically will stand the test of time and sometimes it's hard to identify that um but like having perspective on what our values are is really helpful in this process so that you can like nurture the things that matter to you um but being okay with the fact that the way that you spend time with people and how your relationship evolves over time it's like being on board for that evolution i think is really important Yeah. And I think, you know, when you talk about things move really slow when we're kids, I think sometimes it's also because like, we're just, we're just going where people tell us to go Mm -hmm. and we're doing what people tell us to do. And we are, we are put in the path of creating relationships in a way that feels somewhat easy sometimes. And I think we've all kind of maybe struggled with different things having to do with friendships in, in this time of life that it feels like it should be easier than it might be sometimes like middle school, high school, college, um, or any kind of thing that you're involved with that just naturally has other people around you. But we don't always talk about what it means to show up for people or it means to like know what we need from the people around us after they're not immediately next to us. Um, And that is not something we should always just expect people to know. So part of the reason I am super excited about this episode today is like, we're going to talk about what that might look like. Because I'm sure there are some people that just don't know or they want to, but they don't know where to start or Mm -hmm. how to do that. And so uh, we'll talk about identifying the lifers, like the people that are your ride or dies, like that are in it to win it, um, how to know when to maybe stop trying or stop trying as hard. And also like some input from the people around us on how to show up from their perspectives and ask um, like what to ask for as we kind of move through the life that we're living yeah and I think perspective in all of this is really helpful Mm -hmm. as with many things Mm -hmm. um but one of the big things uh that comes to mind for us is identifying the true friends versus friendships of convenience um and as we get older a lot of friendships develop with us for a lifetime of uh companionship support and love yeah and that's magical and we want as many of those as we can get But research has found that people need to feel like they are getting as much out of the friendship as they are putting in and that that equity can predict a friendship's continued success and really represents a true friend. Um, On the other hand, there are occurrences of friendships based in proximity Mm -hmm. or the experiences that you exist in. So sometimes these are the ones that end up fading over time Um, and, you know, 
being okay with that is part of the mix, I think, a little bit. Some examples of this include, like, neighborhood friends or work friends. Mm -hmm. And if you move to a different neighborhood or, you know, out of the city, getting a new job, sometimes those are ones that fade away because you're not necessarily existing in the same spheres anymore. Because, like, it's super easy to be like, hey, work friends, Mm -hmm. let's walk over to the neighborhood bar to have happy hour drinks. Right. And, like, even that statement in and of itself also evolves over time. Like, not everybody is, like, apt to, you know, grab bevs or, like, hang out immediately after work. Things will shift where it's like, hey, this is my only night off. Or, like, I like quiet time from 5 to 8 p.m. with my partner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, the single life vibes versus partnership vibes and then marriage vibes. Mm -hmm. All of those things have have a big impact on, like, who you're spending time with and how you spend time with them. And the values that are, like, the foundation of what you want to experience as a person. Um, I think additionally, if you're in the mode of like up leveling your ambition or like working toward new goals, mm-hmm. there are some friends that don't have those same values and they are people that can tend to fall to the wayside when uh, you recognize that they're not necessarily making you better people. Yeah. Uh, or are you a better person? <laughs> you're not multiplying. <laughs> Unless you want to. (laughs) Uh, And those are really hard to prepare for. Like that, those are moments, and I've had these experiences in the past where like it truly feels like a loss because Mm -hmm. you're like, I acknowledge and recognize that we had a great time during this period of life and it was awesome. And we served each other really well. Um, But sometimes as you age or mature, that support shifts. Right. And just having a different understanding of circumstances, I think is really helpful in that kind of way. Mm -hmm. It's really true what you're saying about loss too. I think losing friends sometimes absolutely feels like a breakup because like essentially it is one it's, it's you're, you've become very close to someone you've invested time and energy and, and, and care into them. Um, and then something happens that causes causes the relationship to break or end, and we take it like however we're probably likely to take a breakup with. And and this is, I guess, maybe not everybody would treat it this way, but I think you and I are very similar when it comes to like when you're a, clo- a super close friend, um, when you're when you're dealing with like the breakup of a friend, it really it it there's a hole I feel like in in your heart when that happens, and that's super honest and very real, and there's nothing wrong with that feeling because I think it's it we're, we're allowed to feel our feelings and we should feel that because those are those moments where we're like oh knock knock like we're human in there like that's great to yeah. remember um but but remember like that the feeling that you had I mean I remember terrible breakups with boyfriends and like amicable good breakups with boyfriends and that moment where we're like this could go really poorly but the the times it went really well or when we had like mutual respect and communicated through it and I don't always think that needs to happen necessarily when you're walking away from a friendship because I think that also makes it harder sometimes but I think acknowledging that what's going to help us feel better about needing to separate ourselves from someone um, and how we do that maybe gracefully or how we do it in the way that works best for us but it definitely feels like a loss and it is not any easier just because they are just a friend in quotes and we'll get into like that you know whole thing in a little bit Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we also just pick the wrong people (laughs) 
<laughs> we and we This is the error of proximity sometimes. It's yeah. like you're around, so let's be friends. Exactly, exactly. And I've seen this happen to people who I care about so much and like when we want the convenience to turn into true friendship, we forget that it's not always up to us to mm-hmm. have that happen. And not that like we've picked the wrong person like you know, thumbs down to us. But like, again, if it is for convenience and we're like, Ooh, let, like, let's take this to the next level. Like, let's hang out more. Let's get to know each other. Like I'll invite you to my home versus like just meeting you out for drinks. They like, they might not be on that same page. And sometimes that's hard to grapple with too. Like, Ooh, I thought we were like moving on to the next level here. It's, this is where <laughs> friendship is very much like dating. Yeah. Where it's like, if they're not into it, it's okay. If that happens because it's going to happen right and I think we need to remember like not to necessarily force it either and remember like if you are looking for more than what that person is like able to give to the friendship like you need to acknowledge that within yourself and understand like okay what was it about this that maybe I picked the wrong person to like go to that next place with and it's so funny because we're talking about it like it's dating but like you said sometimes it actually does feel like that because that's exactly what we're doing is like vetting a person who we want to be in our life and we're ready to give them all of us (laughs) and they might not just be ready for that or we pick the wrong people for just like the wrong reasons like you said convenience security like uh safety of some kind or just like Someone that's fun to be around, but that person sometimes ends up being unhealthy to be around at a certain point. Like, I've had, you know, conversations with uh, other friends who have recently gone through that, where it's like, being around you is a detriment to me. Right, right. And we're like, (laughs) And it's hard to have that conversation. We're all just having fun. We're having a great time. And all of a sudden, you're like, why am I out till 3 a.m. every single night? Like, how did that happen? If that's not a thing that you actually want. Yeah. (laughs) Or you're ready to not do that at a certain point. But somehow you keep doing it because the person is fun. And you think that's what you want. Um, I think going back to the values mindset, if you don't identify what yours are, it's hard to identify what you might jive with in another person. Yeah. If we don't do that work, then we're bound to just kind of connect. And connection is great. But again, if we're looking for the person that will kind of be that lifer or start to build on a friendship that might turn into something like the friend that comes over or you invite them to a holiday or something like that... um, if we don't know what our values are, then it's really hard to try and and understand how someone else's fits into our lives on their own. So true. Mm-hmm. And I think that feeds really well into how we know if it's worth showing up. Um, and in my mind, this is a situation where you have to remind yourself of the building blocks of friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have mutual trust, honesty, respect? Are you there for each other? Is it a two-way street? Are you communicating? Do you feel like they hear you and you hear them? Um, I think if someone makes you feel bad about yourself or the relationship feels one-sided or there's anxiety involved, that's bad. Um, And those things should send up red flags for you of like, this isn't healthy. You don't need to keep feeding this 
beast. Right, right. And sometimes we ignore this because, like, if we're prone to anxiety (laughs) or thinking we've always done something wrong, it takes work to separate our own anxiety that we're continuing to deal with from something or someone that is anxiety-inducing. And, again, takes work to figure out, like, which lives in which camp. Um, And going back to the Square Squad. (laughs) Yeah. Which we've talked about a time or two from a few episodes ago. Um, As a reminder, those are the people who fit in, like, a one inch by one inch square. This was an idea from Brené Brown. Um, And those are the people that, like, you lean on for support, that you go to for advice, that you, like, weigh your options with. Does that person or group land on that list? And if they don't, is it because they're not that close and they're, like, just not the right place for them or like pay attention to the feelings that you have when you're hanging out with them I love that piece of advice because I think there are people that will live on that square squad for different reasons or their family members or whatever but when they're friends like it's it's kind of a a, you've put them there because you really value the person that they are the input but that they share and the respect that they have for you and like those are kind of telltale signs where you're like if you're a square squad then you're, you're my people. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh, exercise, too, to be like, who do I have on this list? Right, right. Um, and to remember, like, we're not perfect people. I think the best friends that we have have said the wrong thing or said something hurtful or have, like, have hurt our feelings before. And But it's asking yourself if it's consistent and if you feel like it's something, a, a moment that you can share how you're feeling with that person. Because, yeah. again... We are not perfect people. I know I've unintentionally hurt the feelings of the people I care about most in this world, but it's that moment where they could come back and say to me like, hey, by the way, that really hurt my feelings. We should probably talk about that. Or, hey, can you just not do this anymore because it rubs me the wrong way? And it's that kind of moment. And that takes a long time sometimes to build with someone. Um, But if you feel like you can go there with them and know they're not going to be like, ooh, (laughs) sorry about that. I hate you now. <laughs> like it's, if you, if you feel comfortable doing that, I think that also says something, but we are also not perfect. Yeah. And I think to acknowledge those feelings is really important and to, to be comfortable enough to have a frank conversation is really what is going to make a friendship last. Because if you're just burying, like, this is just like the foundation of all like potential future problems in life is like if you're burying your feelings period there's no way that that's not going to blow up in your face (laughs) a thousand percent a thousand percent um and to your point earlier like what are your values do your friends support them or do they have similar ones i often think that true lasting friendships um are much like the one that you have with your life partner or your husband a wife etc um, just minus the romance and passion. You know what, though? I read that and I agree with you. But then I also was watching an, a writer I really, really like, Ashley C. Ford. And she was saying something about she was answering like a live Q&A or whatever. And somebody said, like, is it bad that my one goal in life is to find romantic love? And she's like, absolutely not. I think that, you know, whatever you're working toward, keep working toward it. But she also said something interesting. She's like, I think some of the most romantic love I've had is with friends of mine. Aww. And I really appreciated that. And it made me think about like, what does romance okay. mean again? <laughs> Minus just passion. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I just thought it was like very interesting because these, these flow together so often, but yet we don't give yeah. both of them the same amount of attention when they do so much to support us in the same ways. Yeah. And I think my point here is really that like it, you truly feel connected 
connected to that person and both of you make time for each other and respect each other as individuals and acknowledge that you're individuals, but do serve each other well to come together, enjoy time with each other beyond like it's yes, the time where you can just like have fun and hang out, but also like, hey, I'm having this real problem and you're the only person I can talk to about this. Like those kind of relationships really make such a huge difference um, to us as people. And I think um, you know, figuring out how to make that happen and having those conversations with people to like get, drive it home, get it deeper. Absolutely. Uh, go deeper. Go do it. Even if, you know, like even if our interests vary, that common like value of prioritizing relationships in whatever form like gives us life, that needs to be probably there more than we think it does or like care to tap into sometimes. I think sometimes it's really easy from the convenience perspective, but even if it's someone that we're really close to, but like we don't check in on them if we don't see them for a bit or or something that's like holding us back for some reason. Like if we're both prioritizing the relationship, like stuff comes up, we get that. Um, but I think that's that becomes a common value for people that remain very close is that they both prioritize relationships in general or that relationship in particular. Yeah. Also being okay with proximity friendships and recognizing that it's okay for some people to not exist on the close friend level. Right. Like there are people that you're going to meet in your life and be like, you're awesome, love you, mm-hmm. but we will only have drinks at <laughs> conferences. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, or whatever. But like I think for a lot of people it's hard. Like they have a connection with someone and they instantly want – I've definitely like been caught up in this a lot and yeah. like I'm trying to do a better job of recognizing it in my own world right. of like where it's like, hey, we enjoy each other, but like this might not go to that super deep we have the same values level or like, hey, you don't necessarily have the time for me in your life. And I that's really challenging to see that and recognize that and know that like certain friendships will be what they are at arm's length for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay. And I think that those relationships are valuable too. Absolutely. And give time and space for them in your life as well. Absolutely. This is such an important distinction, too. Like, we're not saying drop everyone that's not a lifer. (laughs) Like, walk away from them. They are dangerous people. Like, that's not what we're saying at all. But like we've talked about in other episodes, like, creating relationships around interest, career, life stage, like, those aren't bad. But recognizing if you're wanting more from them or them wanting more from you and not getting it helps us like not getting it from one perspective or the other like it helps us to go back to make these distinctions and say like again not a bad thing if they're living in the bubble of whatever life stage you're at or you really value them for a certain reason like those are all okay things to have in your life but it's really understanding like are we taking this to the next level or not like it's and I think um those are the things we we really need to learn how to consider and how to talk and feel those things. Talk yeah. through those things and feel them. So true. So true. Okay. Thinking about how to continue to show up when life changes. This is where I felt really comfortable asking some people in my life who have had some major change in their life. Um, what do you need from people? Like, what do you... What do you <laughs> Where are you at? And what if you could say to someone, this is what I need from you when this major life change happened, like this is what I'm asking for. Um, 
we need to know like what that sounds like. Sometimes we just truly don't know. And so we asked our friends. Um, <laughs> and these are kind of the major takeaways. And I think in, in probably later episodes, we'll be able to do a, a deeper dive into this. Um, but these are just a few things that kind of I took away. And again, like at a very like high level without getting too far into it. But be honest, And that can get like, that's super broad, but it's also one of those things that is really hard to do sometimes. And if someone's asking for something of you that you can't give, or you need something and you're afraid to ask for it, like that's where that honesty, like where that pit of your stomach is like, just do it because you really need it and you love this person and they're going to be here for you even if you're uncomfortable asking for it ask them and be honest about it. And and that goes for asking for what you need, but also for telling someone when you're feeling bad or when you're upset about something like that honesty creates more vulnerability to push through and see that you care enough about this person to be uncomfortable with them, which kind of lends itself to create more compassion for each other and more understanding for like when your life stage changes like what you now need that might not have been there before Mm -hmm. or what you now need to leave on the back burner that might have been always available before uh, which leads to talk about what you need (laughs) and um, make sure it's clear and I think sometimes it's hard because we like beat around the bush right we're like I guess I could like go with that or whatever you want like whatever you want is totally fine but that's not true because whatever they want will continue to upset you and again bouncing between being honest (laughs) that's not going to help you in the long run and then prepare for to sting a bit or it could sting a lot And I think this is where like that breakup conversation might happen almost unintentionally. If someone's asking for something that you might not be able to give, um, then maybe it's not the time. Like right now isn't your time to be the way that you were before. And that's a hard conversation to have. And that's going to feel like a breakup. And Mm -hmm. those are things that we're probably not always prepared for when it comes to our friendships. Um, And so know that if you are the person having that conversation, asking for what you need or telling or the opposite of that, (laughs) it might, it might hurt whatever it feels like or whatever it feels like to say it out loud and to receive it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, especially as we get older, it's not necessarily that we get busier. It's just that there's ends up to a certain extent, more things on our plate. And so being clear about your priorities and also requesting that of your friend and having a better sense of like what is what is on your plate and like what level are things at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because thinking about like a great example is like if your friend has a child and that child is in daycare, it's probably pretty clear that they're going to have to pick that kid up every day at the same time from daycare. So like you can't keep asking them to get drinks at 5 p.m. or like to hang out or hop on the phone at 5 p.m. because they are at daycare. Right. And they cannot. (laughs) (laughs) And they will not. And they will not. So like having a balance too of like getting to know more about what is needed. I think like to your point too, like talk about what you need, but also like be clear. Be clear and 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 really dive into like what I want to understand where you're at so that I can be supportive of you in a new way. Right. Um I think that's really helpful. And when it comes to 
long distance relationships because like if you think about people who move away i actually have a very close friend that you never get to see we do not see each other (laughs) which i think is just like such a beautiful thing that you guys like she is like truly one of your ride or dies Mm -hmm. and you used to see each other for work stuff but like have maintained this beautiful relationship but really don't see each other more than maybe once a year yeah like at this (laughs) point it it is one this I saw her the last time many months ago, 2018, summer 2018. I was going to say, it was a bit ago. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing here is making sure that you do make time for those check-ins. So like while I haven't seen her in person, we've had FaceTime conversations. We've talked on the phone. We stay in touch via text. Not all the time, like what you would feel like is overwhelming, I think, when there are like big moments we share these things or just like check-ins or like hilarious moments i think this for us is where the values piece comes in really closely is that when we're going through stuff or things are happening in our lives we continue to check in on that stuff um but i think you know if there is a break in communication acknowledging like this person isn't talking to me because they're doing something great Mm -hmm. and i can't wait to check in with them soon to hear about this great thing that's happening. Right. Um, or obviously, like, you know, you want to be there for all the good things, celebrations, support, be a listening ear when needed. And it's just, in this case, like, the long-distance piece is just being there and making time. And and from your end and the other person's end saying, hey, let's make time for 30 minutes this week to yep, talk. Absolutely. Um, and those phone conversations do really make a difference and make an impact. And if it isn't face-to-face time, at least having the chance to like talk and connect really makes a huge difference. Yeah. I think that all of those are totally valid. The thing I th- just thought about that we've talked about a lot is like our own and like someone else's ability to share and open up. I think when you talk about like how you continue to show up when life changes, sometimes falls on the person to say like, I'm going to share with you where I'm at because I know that there's a lot going on in your life right now. And I want to hear about you and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear about your life. But like, let me share a little bit about mine. So you know what's going on. And so it's it doesn't always come naturally for people to ask those questions. So sometimes we need to to kind of just say it and Mm -hmm. say like this is where I'm at these are the big things that have happened lately or if you're like kind of like a sporadic check-in but still very close as people like be be like oh I gotta let that person know that this major thing that I told them was coming has now happened Mm -hmm. or you know those types of things like when our lives change either career family major anything or minor anything that feels very major we I think sometimes are like, it's about us. Like we are like very much saying like, I'm thinking about myself a lot of the time, (laughs) but how do we remember the people that need us to share with them sometimes? And I think that's a real thing that I forget a lot of the time. Cause I'm like, I don't want to make it about me. Like I am, I'm good. I won't share. But then you realize once you have, like I'm thinking about one person in particular who like, 
I'll check in with her. She doesn't live here. And like, I'll check in with her and say like, Hey, just, you know, that thing we talked about a few months ago, like this is where I'm at on it. And I like, just wanted to keep you in the loop. And it's one of those things where it's not like out of spite to be like, Hey, since you didn't ask, here's the update. It is truly like, Hey, I know you've got a lot going on. And like, I wanted to like (laughs) follow up on that thing that we talked about a little bit ago, a little bit ago. And by the way, like, how's everything on your end? And I think there are the people that you talk to every week for at least 30 minutes. And then there are the people that you check in with. It doesn't mean the relationship is any less important or special or honest. We just, again, need to figure out what the people in our lives need and what we can do to like provide those things for them and vice versa. Yeah. And that vulnerability piece is really important to all of this. Mm -hmm. Love it. Absolutely. This is a big topic. (laughs) Big heavy stuff and I think every person that has ever had a friend has gone through some type of version of this Mm -hmm. and I think it's a discussion we want to keep having because you know as we keep getting older it's going to change even more absolutely and I I'm I'm really thankful for the people that like helped me with this and like obviously you but also the other people (laughs) you over there (laughs) you across from me but also the people that like I asked for their input and we will get into what they've shared even more probably in a future episode. But I, I, I think I like uh, I almost was like, oh, I can just ask them like about this because they're my people. And, like, and, and you're like, oh my god, you can't ask that of everybody. Like, that's a big deal too. Yeah, like to know that this like the feedback that they gave was like robust enough to be like, all right. This is important. This requires more conversation. Yeah. And so super thankful for that. I, I know the person that you spoke with. and I'm very thankful for her as well. I think she's phenomenal and fabulous. Um, so I'm, I'm just excited to get into this a little bit more going forward. Shall we break? Let's break. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening this week. You can follow us on Instagram at queen underscore speaking to continue the conversation. And you can find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See you next week. week.